I'm Savelle Phillips, and as founder and director of Evangel Bible Translators, I'd like to thank you for accepting this tape and taking the time to listen to a introduction to and a report on the missionary ministry of Evangel Bible Translators. We are beginning our 11th year of translating the Word of God into the languages of those who have never had the privilege of reading God's Word in their mother tongue before. And I thought that um, perhaps I could share with you a bit of the history, the testimony, the vision of this ministry best by simply talking to you. It's been almost 20 years ago now that I moved from Florida to California and became pastor of a fine church in the city of Santa Ana. I discovered shortly after accepting the pastoral responsibilities of that great church that um, the international headquarters of the Whitcliffe Bible Translators was just around the corner and down the street. As I became better acquainted with the congregation, I also discovered that some of the uh, workers, the leaders, the people who served the Lord in and with Whitcliffe uh, attended my church. And to hear them tell it, or their version of the story is that when they sensed that God had given me a tender heart toward uh, missions, they fasted and prayed that I would become especially interested in the ministry of translating God's Word into the ethnic languages that still needed the Scriptures in their own tongue. To be completely honest, I don't believe that I had ever heard of Bible translation in all of my life before, even though I'd been very active in various facets of world evangelism and missionary work, I had simply did not know that there were hundreds of languages that did not have any scripture uh, in that language for the people who uh, speak that language uh, to read. I just never heard of it. Well, it was inevitable with a number of very bright people who had a deep concern for the Bibleist people of the world attending my church that they would um, introduce me to this great need. And over a period of months, maybe two or three years, I did become uh, not only acquainted but very concerned for the people of the world who still needed the Word of God in their own language. As my own missionary vision was expanded to include a concern for the Bibleist peoples of the world, um, Uncle Cameron Townsend, the founder of Wycliffe Bible Translators, called me to his uh, office and actually on several occasions we discussed the need for an emphasis on Bible translation among, particularly among, those who uh, would be identified as full gospel, charismatic, uh, etc. Uncle Cameron Townsend told me at that time that Wycliffe had basically been unsuccessful in 
bringing the needs of the Bibleist peoples of the world to the attention of this particular uh, group of believers. He also told me how that uh, when Wycliffe had recognized that they were not successfully communicating with, for example, the Lutherans, that um, there had been an effort initiated to interest the Lutherans in the ministry of Bible translation by creating what is now known as the Lutheran Bible translators. And because the Lutheran Bible translators had a uh, special understanding of the Lutheran mentality and the Lutheran culture, through these concerned Lutherans, the entire Lutheran movement had been uh, challenged, made aware, orientated uh, concerning Bible translation and the need of that ministry. Uncle Cameron Townsend reasoned that if the Lutherans could be communicated with more effectively by Lutherans and through a Lutheran organization or ministry, the same would hold true for uh, the full gospel people. At the same time, there was an experiment going on with um, uh, the Churches of Christ, the Christian Church, the Brethren Church, that particular group of believers, and pioneer Bible translators uh, with a particular emphasis on communicating the need for Bible translation among the people of the Church of Christ, Christian Church, Brethren Church background um, being their main concern. Pioneer translators communicating with people of a similar background, understanding, and heritage. Therefore, Uncle Cameron Townsend proposed to me that I lead an effort to inform, enlighten, encourage uh, what is commonly known as the full gospel churches to, to look into the ministry of Bible translation or to become interested and involved. Uh, his rationale was that uh, a person from that background who understood the culture and the uh, language and the history, the mentality of full gospel people would be able to best uh, communicate with them. At that time, I was very much involved in building a rather large and nice new building complex. I was um, third generation in my uh, mother church. Um, and my whole thought was to um, communicate with the leadership of my mother church and in, through um, their missions department and through my missions department because I was really deeply involved and very loyal and very uh, much committed to uh, my mother church and to its missionary outreach. The leadership of my mother church encouraged me uh, to work as a private individual on this emphasis and to do whatever I could to enlighten uh, my brothers, my uh, fellow ministers and their congregations as to the need of Bible translation. For approximately six years, I worked on the general premise that uh, 
through the church that I was a part of and through the fellowship that I'd been a lifetime member of, I could best uh, make the needs of the Bibleist people of the world known uh, to my mother church, to the segment of the church that I was best acquainted with. Eventually, there was a formal policy decision made by my mother church not to pursue the idea of uh, the missions department becoming involved in the ministry of Bible translation. There were other priorities which um, while I understood and heard what they were saying, by now I had such a deep personal concern for the Bibleist peoples of the world until I simply could not abandon uh, what I had come to believe was the call of God upon my life to uh, lead a special emphasis on Bible translation by this great uh, 20th century revival movement. I felt that uh, there was tremendous uh, resources that should be brought to bear on this need. Uh, uh, I saw thousands of young people who were not called to be uh, teachers or preaching missionaries in the classic sense of doing missionary work, putting up tents, pioneering uh, churches. But I saw that these people also had a very keen interest in missions, but there was no outlet for them. They were not uh, given to teaching, preaching, uh, evangelism as we knew it in the classic sense and yet they there was no outlet for their passion for the lost souls there was no way to harness and utilize their intellectual and academic abilities uh, the zeal uh, often became a source of frustration they were extremely zealous and capable people who had no outlet for the burden and the vision, the dreams that God had given them. I felt that Bible translation would offer this uh, tremendous uh, uh, group of young people, uh, tremendous in numbers, uh, great in their potential, an opportunity to be involved in a facet of missionary service that would be both rewarding and productive. And by now I have prayed about this. I've heard from God and there was nothing to do but proceed. Eventually my mother church uh, missionary leadership uh, explained to me their priorities. Their priorities did not uh, coincide with the priorities that I felt God had given me and I uh, decided that it was the will of God that I began what would become a full-fledged independent missionary agency uh, that is now known as Evangel Bible Translators. In, even before the formal organizing of Evangel Bible Translators, I had become very deeply involved in encouraging and assisting Bible translation wherever the opportunity had afforded itself. In the early days, long before Evangel Translators was organized, one of the Wycliffe Bible translators who worked in Peru came to me with the idea that um, a young Peruvian 
Kachua Indian who was very gifted in linguistics should be brought to the States and trained to be a Bible translator and would work on his own language and uh, he said that the Whitcliffe policy did not permit uh, this young man to come uh, the privilege of coming to the States under the auspices of Whitcliffe translators and as a local pastor under the auspices of the local church we brought uh, this young man to the States and provided scholarships for him to study first in Bible school and then receive his linguistics training at the Wycliffe Training Center, the Summer Institute of Linguistics that operates under the auspices or under the umbrella of the University of Texas. So he went back to Peru with a good academic education, a good spiritual background, and begun his Bible translation work uh, almost simultaneous with the formal organization of Evangel Bible Translators. When we finally announced to the world that there would be uh, an organization, a missionary ministry, that would emphasize Bible translation as a missionary ministry among uh, full gospel people, once the word went out, the reaction, the response was positive and overwhelming. In a matter of weeks, we had hundreds of inquiries, both from potential missionary uh, candidates, people who wanting to have more information, um, just uh, an unbelievable, magnificent response to the whole idea of uh, Evangel Bible Translators. We organized with a rather large board of pastors and businessmen um, and I can't tell you how excited and pleased blessed and fulfilled we were in those early days a number of the radio and television ministries were kind enough to give me publicity magazines ran articles and we were off and running none of us had any experience the Lutheran Bible translators served as a prototype for us. The Wycliffe people were very helpful. But in the history of the world, there had never been a full gospel missionary ministry dedicated to uh, translating the scriptures. So we had to learn many things, shall I say, the hard way. And I don't think we ever anticipated the vicious... Um, counterattack that the devil would launch. In those days, we did not anticipate the satanic opposition that would be launched against our efforts to give the Word of God to people who had never had the privilege of of reading God's Word in their own tongue. I don't suppose that we really understood the significance of giving people the Word of God and the eternal potential. We had a zeal, we had a limited understanding, but um, to say the least, we had hardly got underway when all hell roared against us. And there were times in those early days that uh, the very survival of the dream to give people the Word of God in their own language was in question. And we went through many battles 
And we paid a tremendous price. And we learned a great deal about God, about ourselves, and about the ministry. And God was faithful to supply our needs, to give wisdom and strength when it was needed, to encourage us, to send personnel uh, in times of need. And Evangel Bible translators uh, not only survived, but began to gain strength and momentum and uh, new sense of direction and courage. And uh, we were off and running. Then, uh, of course, by now I've long since resigned the church. Uh, I have enjoyed the support and the encouragement of my family. My wife, my sons have always shared this vision. They've been very supportive. And God has used them in a remarkable way again and again to bring strength and wisdom and encouragement when I needed it. I'm deeply grateful to God that God gave me hundreds of new friends who did understand the vision that God had given me, uh, embraced it, responded to it, and were willing to stand with me in prayer and in financial support. I will forever be grateful to those who stood with me and invested in what was no more than an idea and a dream in those early days. Much of our time and energy from the beginning was spent on recruiting potential missionaries, uh, screening, uh, going through all the process of finding those special people who God had called to be associated with us in this unique and very needed missionary ministry. It goes without saying that I did a tremendous amount of traveling because I felt that uh, not only was there a tremendous pool of manpower and potential strength in America, but that uh, wherever this last day revival had swept around the world, there was a host of people who should be and could be interested in the plight of people who had never had the Word of God in their own language. So it was off to Europe, off to Africa, uh, to the Orient, again and again, uh, to touch bases, especially with leadership, denominational leadership, spiritual leaders, uh, at every level and every strata, because I understood that much of my ministry was to... Um, share the need and hold before potential leaders or leaders who had potential to encourage other people uh, the need and to lay down a track to present a plan whereby they and the people they would influence could uh, effectively become involved in what uh, many of us understand to be one of the major thrust for missions in the last days. We understand that giving people the Word of God is a must, an absolute priority. And before churches can be planted and before uh, the physical and cultural needs of people can be ministered to, they must be taught to read and write uh, 
they must be taught to appreciate and understand God's Word. And so uh, we feel that one of the last things that God wants to do is to set the stage for the last great revival the world will ever know by giving multiplied millions of people in thousands of languages the Word of God that will be a light to their path and will be bread for their hungry souls. The early days was a time of growth, excitement, fulfillment, but as I've said, it was also a time of, a, of learning, of stretching, of growing. It was a time of great test and great trial and a time of learning much about ourselves, about God, about our mission, our priorities. And out of that time of, of it was really a paradox because we were growing at a very rapid pace and at the same time undergoing enormous trial. But out of it, God uh, did great things in our own lives and began to sharpen the focus of our ministry and to give us uh, a refined vision of what our responsibility was and what God's eternal purpose for Evangel Bible Translators was. In the early days, all we knew was to be kind of a junior edition, a clone of Wycliffe Bible Translators. And yet, me being a pastor for many years, an evangelist, I was not totally satisfied just to think in terms of translating the Scripture. While that is a magnificent calling and a wonderful ministry, it did not totally fulfill my uh, deepest spiritual needs. So I maintained my preaching ministry. Much of my time and effort has always been spent in um, ministering to the needs of the local church. I'm very much uh, committed to the understanding that the local church is uh, where the action is. It's uh, God's it's at the center of the stage for God's eternal purposes. Whatever is going to be done in the last days will be done through a strong local church that understands its mission and has the courage to follow through on the vision and uh, pursue the Great Commission uh, with strength and vigor. God is going to use the local church. So much of my ministry has been to the local church. Much of my ministry... My personal ministry has been to encourage missionary uh, commitment on the part of the local church. Uh, I have had the privilege of visiting congregation after congregation who had never had a missionary in their church, never had a missionary service, never knew what it was to give to missions or to pray for missions. And I'd like to think that... Uh, not only myself, but my associates and I have been able to spark an interest in world evangelism in hundreds of churches over the past ten years that otherwise might not have had the understanding uh, that they currently have had it not been for God uh, giving us a vision and in a very real sense commissioning us to stir the local church and its membership uh, to an enhanced and intensified 
involvement in missions. As the vision was refined by the Holy Spirit, as our understanding of our reason for being came into sharper focus, we understood that we had a very special assignment. And that assignment was not to be a clone or a junior edition of the Wycliffe Bible Translators. As much as we appreciate them and praise God for uh, the contribution that they make to us, we are not in competition. We do not duplicate their work. In fact, it is important for me to tell you that we have a strong commitment not to duplicate the work of any missionary or missionary agency. If we find that any legitimate missionary agency is translating the scriptures, publishing the scriptures, distributing the word of God, we simply leave that uh, in their hands and move on to where nobody has ever done anything to give the word of God to uh, a particular group of people. So we work in harmony with and coordinate with all of the major Bible translation and uh, publishing agencies uh, throughout the world. We stay in close touch with uh, what is going, what is developing and who is doing what. And our understanding is that God has called us to minister to people who have never had an opportunity of any kind. We are to be there first to give the Word of God to those who no one else has taken the time or had the opportunity of working with to give them the Word of God. It began to dawn on me that um, perhaps the most effective way to uh, translate the Scripture with a minimum of time and uh, cost and personnel and finance would be to encourage what we have come to call mother tongue speakers to translate the scriptures into their own language. It was obvious to me that thousands of uh, bright young people from uh, countries of the world where we knew that many languages had never been uh, reduced to a written form, there was no scripture in those languages, that thousands of young people come from those countries to the States to study. They studied to be brain surgeons and jet pilots and engineers, doctors. And God began to deal with me that if those people were capable of such uh, sophisticated uh, endeavors, they would also be capable of reducing languages to a written form and giving their own people the word of God in their own tongue. And at first this was just an idea. But then uh, somehow I remembered that the very first person we ever invested uh, funds and time in to train them was a Quechua Indian brother who went back and translated for his own people. Now the Bible for his people, 12.5 million Quechuas, is complete. Both Old and New Testament speeded along uh, at a rapid pace. Uh, much, much faster than an outsider could have ever uh, successfully translated the scriptures. So we began to see that God would have us emphasize the ministry of Bible translation by what we 
called mother tongue speakers. In other words, somebody come from a tribe. Uh, and we discovered that almost every tribe has somebody that, that gets out and gets an education. Not every tribe, but many of them. I was astonished how many primitive people have a representative on major university campuses. Well, it, as I said, this was only an idea for a long time. And eventually, it came to the point where all of my efforts to find these people, identify them, and interest them in the ministry of Bible translators absolutely failed. And in desperation, I told God that if you want this to be done, if you want us to use this approach, then you're going to have to find these people who are qualified or who are potential Bible translators. And it was amazing. Miraculously, these people began to come uh, from all, uh, all directions. And for the last few years, we have literally been swamped with uh, applications by people from third world countries who love the Lord, who are very bright, who are spirit filled, who want to be trained and go back to their own people. We have been very successful in um, uh, not only recruiting and training, but sending these outstanding young people back to their own countries and to the ethnic tribal groups to work in their own languages. And that seems to be the ever-increasing uh, reason for Evangel Bible Translators existing. And I'm so grateful to God for the vision that is being uh, formed and refined in all of our hearts as we continue to seek God's perfect will and direction for Evangel Bible translators. We have uh, some of the finest, brilliant, godly, dedicated young men and women who have now finished their training and are back in their tribal situation working on languages that have never been reduced to writing before. And later on this tape, or perhaps another tape, I'll give you a step-by-step -step, uh, report on the progress of some of these uh, outstanding people. After about uh, six years providing leadership for evangel translators, I made a trip to Peru and was deep in the jungles for a time of ministry to some 400 pastors and evangelists who had never been the benefactor of outside ministry, a ministry by uh, a person from uh, North America or Europe. And I was deep in the jungles and there uh, had some difficulty and I wasn't lost but my family and everybody else thought I was. I knew where I was and I was actually safe, but it took a while to get out and get back to what we'd call civilization. And I, shortly thereafter, four days in fact, I became very ill, uh, almost died. God raised me up. But it took me about a year to get my strength back. And it was during that year 
that uh, I found it increasingly difficult to make all of the transcontinental trips that were necessary for me to make in order to fill the speaking engagements that um, I had. And so, in order to be more centrally located, we moved to Dallas and taking advantage of the excellent airport facilities, I'm able to move around the country uh, with a great, uh, much greater ease and it, it was much easier for me physically, particularly during those times when I was recovering from a grave illness. Having our headquarters in Dallas has been a great blessing to uh, our family, my own uh, for my own convenience, it's been a wonderful uh, blessing. And it's been good for our ministry in the sense that uh, uh, Dallas is a hub of Christian activity and there's tremendous ability to get things done here. While having our main office in Dallas, we still maintain a small uh, office in Orange, California. And the Orange, California office and the staff there processes all of the uh, funds that come in designated for individual missionaries. They also process uh, some of the funds that come in for projects. The Dallas office taking care of day-to-day uh, -day administration, being a base for my personal ministry, and um, the California office always on duty and always in touch with our missionaries all over the world. Evangel Bible Translators at this point, as I'm talking to you by tape, has um, uh, two translation projects uh, underway in the Philippine Islands, uh, one in the southern Philippines near Davao City uh, among the Muslims and uh, tribal ethnic groups there, an outstanding work under the direction of Don and Jan Hill. The other work is uh, a major translation project on the island of Panay under the direction of Paul and Chris Jensen, where 300,000 people speak the Oconolan language. And that language has never been reduced to a written form and um, had the scriptures available for the people to read. This is a... a a very needy group of people and um, the progress of the project is most encouraging. They're at this time in their sixth year and we hope to see uh, some um, uh, gospels uh, printed in that language maybe within a couple of years. In the India, we have a sister ministry that is known as Indian Bible Translators. They are working in nine tribes and all of the leadership, all of the government, all of the control, the management is in the hands of a very capable group of Indian spiritual leaders and the work there is completely autonomous and Indian people working in their own languages are giving the Word of God to uh, yet other language groups at a record pace. In addition to the nine tribes that uh, are receiving the Word of God through uh, our ministry as we relate to the Indian Bible translators, uh, in addition to that, there are three other 
major projects that are under our personal direction and they are in the north of India and Kashmir and uh, and so forth and we I'll give you a report on particularly our involvement with giving the uh, entire Bible to the Tibetan people on yet another tape and if you'd like for us to send you that tape uh, write us a note and just ask for the tape where I tell the story of our involvement in giving the scripture to the Tibetan people. We'd also be happy to give you a, a complimentary copy of a very fine missionary book entitled God Spoke Tibetan. And if you'll just write our um, office in Rockwall, Texas, the address is um, Box 354 Rockwall, the zip code is 75087. Your letter should be addressed to Evangel Bible Translators and ask for the book, God Spoke Tibetan. We'll send you uh, a detailed report and by tape and the book, and you can rejoice with us. The point is, pro progress is being made with uh, some 13 languages uh, currently being worked on in India. We also have um, Bible translation projects underway in Liberia for a tribe of some 80,000 people whose language has never been reduced to writing before. Uh, this work is being done by a member of that tribe who came to the States and was educated here and now has gone back to his own people. Um, shortly we will open in Nigeria a training center under the direction of a Nigerian brother who has been trained here in the States and is receiving his PhD from Aberdeen University in Scotland. Uh, for the South in Africa, there's some, our sister ministry, Word for the World, has accepted responsibility for translating the scripture for 12 language groups. Uh, we are amazed at the rapid progress that is being made on all fronts in Africa um, and we expect to open several other major projects in Africa in the, just in the immediate future. Europe is one of our most unique and challenging fields, one of the most rewarding and holds great potential. We have one team working with refugees from uh, Central Asia that uh, is dedicated to giving the scripture to the 55 million Muslims who live in Russia and suffer the double bondage of communism and the, the bondage of, of Mohammed. These 55 million people uh, speak seven or eight different languages, unique, distinct languages, totally different from the official Russian language and we have a major effort underway to give this entire uh, collection of language groups the New Testament in their own language. This work is being done in Europe, this side of the Iron Curtain, by American and French translators. We have recently begun a major project in Af for in Europe for the people who live in Afghanistan, one of the major languages there. So with
projects in the Philippines and India and uh, Africa and uh, a major thrust uh, working with the refugees in Europe you can see that we have our uh, a full agenda before us and Evangel Bible Translators is making excellent progress one point that I've not mentioned we've been very deeply uh, committed to the idea of putting the Bible on cassette tape whenever um, a language is written like the Gospel of Luke is finally translated and a text is available we try to have a mother tongue speaker who w does not read as a third language but his first language he's reading his own language onto tape the scriptures that can be heard using the simple inexpensive cassette recorder uh, by millions of people who can never read and write we're very uh, enthusiastic about the potential of people hearing the Word of God in their own language using the cassette tape and we pray that God may give us a, a tremendous expansion in this area because it has such potential I think I've given you enough uh, insight for you to have some understanding of the special assignment that God has given Evangel Bible translators and has given me personally and of course all of this uh, effort to give men the word of God in their own tongue uh, requires the partnership of pastors and churches and friends such as yourself we need people who will feel very strongly about the importance of men having the word of God in their own tongue and that commitment that conviction that it's right it's proper it is a divine mandate that we have to give people the word of God that commitment is strong enough to lead you into intercessory prayer in behalf of all of us who serve the Lord in this missionary ministry of Bible translation we need your prayers in addition to your prayers we uh, desperately need the financial support of God's people I can't show you pictures of big crowds I can't report a great uh, host of people gathering all I can tell you about is a lonely translator and his helpers spending years laboriously tediously working on a language that is very demanding to try to write the Bible where uh, another generation of people can read it in their own tongue it takes a unique person to understand that that kind of, de of tedious slow demanding work indeed is missionary work and to be completely honest with you having sufficient finance to make it possible for these dedicated workers to do what God has called them to do has been and continues to be a major uh, obstacle for us we have so many opportunities and so many uh, open doors so many challenges so many people pleading with us to come and work on yet another language and we are 
desperate to get into some of those languages and get started and hasten the day when yet another uh, language group can read the Word of God in their own tongue. I trust that this report, this overview, this history, this testimony will inspire you and encourage you. On the other side of this tape is an excellent message by Dr. George Cowan, the former president of the Wycliffe Bible Translators, where he has dealt with the theology and the biblical basis for Bible translation. I trust that you'll listen to that. And I ask you to pray. I ask you to write a letter of encouragement. And I ask you to support the missionary ministry of Evangel Bible Translators with your finance, with your goodwill, with your spiritual strength. Thank you for allowing me to share. May God's very best be yours. I'm Savell Phillips, the founder and director of Evangel Bible Translators. May God make this a very special time in your life is my prayer.